Borders closed inside borders. Cuba putting a hold on cross-province traffic. Government and private transports paralyzed. Packages included, too. As COVID-19 continues to spread, they're hoping this will help. Cuba, an island neighbor to the south, has announced that measures adopted in August will be extended through September. Cross-province traffic mostly halted. Even state-commissioned postal service has been paralyzed. Nine provinces have seen a recurrence of COVID-19. They're worried a second wave is coming on the horizon. Meanwhile, North America continues to struggle to contain this virus and the fires sweeping the West Coast. We continue to pray. So much to pray for. And one thing I keep coming back to is this. We need the truth. Myths and disinformation abounds. Lying continues to rule the roost. We need Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. His word never leads us astray. Of that, we can be sure. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And we're continuing in a series this week called Closed Borders, Open Hearts in Cuba. At the moment, there is a lockdown in the country. We can't visit this year because of COVID. We can't hold preaching conferences or hand out Bibles. But what we can do is keep sharing Jesus and the good news of finding new life in Him. We're doing that with your help every day on a 500,000-watt transmitter, a station that blankets the entire nation of Cuba with our program, El Faro de Redención. Speaking of El Faro, I want to welcome back my colleague, our Spanish director and speaker, Dan Warren. Dan, good to have you back on the program today. Charles, it's been so great to be here. I'm excited to talk about what the Lord's doing in Cuba. Yes, it, it's, it's, it's been remarkable, and we've been hearing from people who are so thankful of what we're doing in that Caribbean island nation. A couple of days ago, you shared one of the 60 Seconds of Hope features that you've been broadcasting into Cuba the last several months. How do you say it in Spanish? And can you share another one with us? Sure, we call it 60 Segundos de Esperanza. And what it is, is words of hope, encouragement, prayer, scripture readings from Cubans so that they can encourage one another in the Lord. I'd like you to hear another one now. This is 60 Segundos de Esperanza. Hi, my name is Frank from Old Havana for El Faro de Redención. When the coronavirus pandemic began to spread in Cuba, fear immediately took hold of the entire Cuban people. We began to experience vulnerability and anxiety due to the radical change taking place in our lives in such a short amount of time. But we should not forget that God knows all about vulnerability and anxiety. Jesus, who is God incarnate, suffered what no human being has ever suffered. He bore on the cross our sins and their ultimate consequence, death. But he triumphed over death and sent the Holy Spirit and founded his church. Humanity is still suffering the consequences of sin. We currently live in a broken world that suffers from diseases like the present coronavirus pandemic. But that is why Christ left a very clear message for his church. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. You will have suffering in this world, but take heart. I have overcome the world. John 16:33. Just one of many 60 seconds of hope going out every day on El Fado de Redención. 
going into Cuba to minister during the pandemic. And it was translated for us again today by executive producer Moises Luna. Dan will join us again in a few minutes. In fact, he's bringing our biblical teaching today from a message that he already shared to Cuba. We will not fear. He'll share a favorite story from Scripture out of 2 Kings 6 involving a spy, a secret army, and a shocking banquet. And we'll also talk with listeners in Cuba and with Christians who have been to Cuba to share. Both happened to be named Mike. Now, one very important thing. We're asking for your financial help with a dollar-for-dollar match this week. One person heard the program and was prompted to send $5,000 which became a gift of $10,000 in the dollar-for-dollar matching program. Whatever you can send, whether it's $5,500 or $50, it will be matched and it will be doubled. You just need to pray about it and then call us after the program. The number to call is 800-654-2836-800-654-2836. Thirty-six. Be sure and mention this is for the matching gift program for Cuba. You can also come to our website and watch the touching video that we posted there and then make your matching gift at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And now I want us to go back to Sovereign Grace. We played a song from them yesterday in English as well as Spanish. Here is Behold Our God. Held the oceans in his hand, who has numbered every grain of sand, kings and nations tremble at his voice, all creation rises to rejoice. Behold us. Who can- 
sinful men. God eternal, humble to the grave. Jesus Savior, risen now to Templa Adios, a Spanish version that started in English by Sovereign Grace. Behold our God here on this haven today. And we're calling the program Closed Borders but Open Hearts in Cuba. Now I want you to meet two gentlemen both named Mike or Michael. I want you to hear from Mike, who's a dairy farmer in western Michigan. He lives in Holland. And then I want us to go to Edmonton, Alberta, for another Michael. Michael Hertwig Jacks. He's formerly in the Canadian military. He's originally from Austria. Both have been with us more than once to Cuba. And you're going to hear from both of them back and forth of how they have seen firsthand Christ at work with the greatest revival in the Western Hemisphere. My first impression was... Here you have the beautiful coastline, and it was uh, kind of the dirtiest uh, garbage-filled beach I've ever seen. And uh, we went to that, that church, and um, there was a lot of different pastors, I believe, from that different area. And uh, also, um, they also were going to put in a water purification there. So the second time we went there, um, it was a stark difference. Uh, the beach had been cleaned up really considerably and the water purification was in and um, I just think that the church has a big influence in that area for the good of course. One thing that sticks in mind from that trip is we were staying at that little hotel outside the city of Trinidad and we stood there after we had checked out of the hotel and and Dopico um, was praying for the city of Trinidad in Spanish. Uh, saying that uh, the Holy Trinity, um, with its spirit, should fill the city and, and uh, you know, reach the city for Christ. It was a, a most uh, astonishing and, and powerful moment. The way the Cubans pray is uh, is really powerful and uh, and uh, scripture filled. Uh, it is something that we can learn from. So many people in Cuba have grown up without any hope. And I think the gospel, you know, offers that hope when you can give them a purpose in life and a, a vision for life ever after. We're involved here uh, with uh, arguably the greatest revival in, in the Western Hemisphere. And how many Christians have over the years prayed to be involved with a revival? And, and here we are, you know, miserable, run-of-the-mill, poor sinners, and God has given us the incredible grace of uh, allowing us to be involved in, in a revival where he is uh, using us in some way. And, and to me, that is probably the most uh, amazing thing of it all. What I thought about you know, in Cuba, I think 
the hunger for the word there is really, uh, really uh, apparent. Uh, how people are just, you know, reaching out like they're getting a real treasure. And for me, that was that was a Christ moment because I think you don't see that that often in North America. We all need to pray for for Daniel and his team. I listen to the program every day. And, um, you know, luckily, I, I know enough Spanish to do that. And it is a wonderful program. It is so Christ-centered. It is uh, it is really, really a, a, a most excellent program that they're putting together. We need to pray for them for mm. strength and, and uh, health to continue with that. Michael Gearlings and Michael Hertwig-Jacks coming from the United States and then also Canada, both speaking with us about how they've seen Christ at work when they've gone to Cuba. This is Haven Today and a program called Borders Closed and Hearts Opened in Cuba. And now my colleague and brother in ministry, Dan Warren, is back with us. Dan, we've talked about COVID uh, in Cuba and the struggles of everyday life that's just an ongoing reality. And we don't see any answer to that at the moment, do we? No, it's just one thing after another in Cuba. Complicated, you know, as always. But, you know, there's so much more in Cuba besides just the pandemic. Mm-hmm. The roads aren't the greatest. In fact, you and our executive producer, Moises Luna, actually saw a very tragic mm. event um, mm-hmm. on one of your trips into Cuba once. Yeah, it was it was horrible, Charles. We were driving through eastern Cuba. It was after dark. Uh, our bus driver actually says normally he doesn't drive after dark. Uh, he was making an exception for us because he really wanted us to get to these preaching conferences. And we encountered a motorcycle that was laid over, a 57 Chevy pulled off to the side of the road. This this car had T-boned the motorcycle carrying a whole family as they were crossing the road. Mm. And it, it was just brutal. And as soon as we got there, uh, you know, this crowd was surrounding everyone. And then another car shows up and someone gets put in there. Uh, a horse-drawn cart shows up and someone gets put in the back and they rush them off to the hospital. And I was so thankful that later, you know, word travels fast when something like this happens. Later, we actually learned that both people were in stable condition, so they're going to be okay. But what a what a just harrowing experience. And it just goes to show that everyday life can be just as scary, you know, whether or not you're facing a pandemic in a place like Cuba. Mm. And one of the things we've noticed is uh, we think of old cars, and there certainly are old cars reconditioned with new engines, but uh, there's still a lot of horses and buggies uh, being used for transportation in Cuba. Yes, it's definitely the means of transportation. You know, the average worker, you know, with what they make in a day, wouldn't be able to even pay for what a tourist would pay in a taxi. So they have these taxis that are horse-drawn carts. And, you know, it's just a really sad situation. Hmm. Well, Dan, it's your turn to preach. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not getting to preach this week. We're asking you to preach instead. And you have a message of how the Lord protects his people that you've shared on El Fado mm-hmm. recently. 
You mind sharing that in English with us now? Yeah, I'd love to, Charles. This is from a series we did recently during the pandemic called No Temeremos for Spanish speakers. In English, it's We Will Not Fear. And in this series, we looked at several stories and scripture passages in the Old and New Testament that remind us of reasons we don't have to fear, no matter if it's 2020 and you're sitting in a lockdown on an island during COVID, like our Cuban brothers and sisters right now, or if you're just facing the daily struggles of injustices from a communist government that doesn't recognize the Lord, or facing day-to-day problems that we all have, trials, temptations that we all face. Uh, One of my favorite stories from this series that I'd I'd love to share with you now is uh, from 2 Kings chapter 6. It's the story of a spy, a secret army, and a shocking banquet. I like that, Dan. Well, you know, as every good uh, Baptist preacher in my growing up days would say, you have to have the alliteration. I made sure I got three S's in there. (laughs) Well, the story, Charles, really picks up in verse 8 with the spy in the king's bedroom. It says, now the king of Aram, which is modern day Syria, uh, Aram was at war with Israel. After conferring with his officers, he said, I will set up my camp in such and such a place. The man of God sent word to the king of Israel, beware of passing that place because the Arameans are going down there. So the king of Israel checked on the place indicated by the man of God. Time and again, Elisha warned the king so that he was on his guard in such places. This enraged the king of Aram. He summoned his officers and demanded of them, Tell me, which of us is on the side of the king of Israel? None of us, my lord the king, said one of his officers, but Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the very words you speak in your bedroom. There's the spy. It's really a funny scene. Syria is coming against Israel, but it's like Israel just stays two steps ahead every single time. I mean, what's going on here? I can just see it, can't you? Uh, One or two or five attacks foiled and the Syrian military leaders returned empty-handed from Israel. And I can just see the king of Syria exploding with anger. I think the Message Bible paraphrases it best. Tell me, who is leaking information to the king of Israel? Who is the spy in our ranks? Well, there's no spy. It's the Savior who sees. Proverbs 15.3 says, The eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch on the evil and the good. That's really bad news for those who oppose God and who oppose his people. Matthew 9.4 says, But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your hearts? So this is bad news if you oppress God's people, but it's good news for men and women anywhere, even in Cuba, longing for a Savior who sees. He sees the hurt in people's hearts. He sees their sorrow, and he's powerful to save. Well, the next scene is the secret army surrounding the Lord's prophet. Verse 13, go find out where he is, the king ordered, so I can send men and capture him. The report came back, he is in Dothan. Then he sent horses and chariots and a strong force there. They went by night and surrounded the city. When the servant of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh no, my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. Don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed, open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. I mean, just picture this scene. The hills were filled with the armies of the Lord of hosts protecting his people. Mm. Psalm 125 verse 2 says, As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people from this time forth and forevermore. People in Cuba and God's people everywhere need to know and remember that we may never see behind the curtain like Elisha's servant. 
But the promises of God's word assure us that we have an arsenal of defense against the enemy. Ephesians 6 says we have different battles, but the same promises. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. But we have spiritual armor that can stand. And we've received something better than this vision of chariots of fire. The eternal Son of God became man. The kingdom of God is coming and is now here, Jesus declared. We've been transferred by faith into that kingdom, by faith in Jesus Christ, where we have protection and hope. Well, the story ends with a shocking banquet. Verse 18, as the enemy came down toward him, Elisha prayed to the Lord, strike this army with blindness. So he struck them with blindness as Elisha had asked. Elisha told them, this is not the road and this is not the city. Follow me and I will lead you to the man you are looking for. And he led them to Samaria. After they entered the city, Elisha said, Lord, open the eyes of these men so they can see. Then the Lord opened their eyes and they looked and there they were inside Samaria. When the king of Israel saw them, he asked Elisha, shall I kill them, my father? Shall I kill them? Do not kill them, he answered. Would you kill those you have captured with your own sword and bow? Set food and water before them so that they may eat and drink and then go back to their master. So he prepared a great feast for them. And after they had finished eating and drinking, he sent them away and they returned to their master. So the bands from Aram stopped raiding Israel's territory. This is really an interesting twist at the end of the story because we might expect a mighty army, the Lord surrounding his people, ruling and defending us to just wipe out the enemy, to wipe out our enemies. A day of reckoning will come, of course, but we have to understand that this God who protects us sets a table of mercy out for the enemy. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Paul says, for if while we were still God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? We don't know what to do, we pray, but our eyes are on you. But knowing God sees and hears all and that he surrounds us with protection, well, we know there's one thing we must do, and that's invite everyone to this banquet of mercy, where we've been invited, sinners reconciled to God. And there are many Cubans sitting at that banquet of mercy. Through El Fado, we want many more to be gathered to that feast, where we're forever satisfied by Jesus. Well, I'm sure you recognize the tune, even though it was sung for us in Spanish. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Dan Warren, still with me? What it, would that be in Spanish? This is the classic hymn, Pon Tus Ojos en Cristo. Like you said, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. That was Su Presencia and their album, Himnos. Well, this is Haven Today and a program called Closed Borders, Open Hearts in Cuba. And Dan, thank you again for joining me here on the program and sharing some of what you daily broadcast into Cuba on El Faro. Well, before we go, El Faro receives many messages from our Cuban listeners and listeners in other places, too. Dan, do you mind just sharing one of those with us? Sure, I'd love to, Charles. This, this is from Ramon, and it's actually a voice message, so go ahead and take a listen. Uh, th thank you. Thank you to El Faro de Redención for what you are doing here in my country, in, in Cuba. 
I've heard I've, I've I've heard many interviews and and I can say they've truly been very enriching, very beneficial to to us here. And so many thanks to you and thanks to all the brothers who are participating with you in in this project in El Faro de Redención. And and I know it's benefiting many many Christians here here in my country in Cuba. So thank you. His name is Ramon in Cuba, and he listens to El Faro. Thanks, Dan, for sharing that with us. And uh, it's just been great to have you on the program this week. Charles, it's been my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Ramon is just one of many who regularly listen to our broadcast that covers all of Cuba, border to border, even though the borders are closed, from a nearby Caribbean island, Bonaire. Oh, how we have found the hearts of Cubans opened to the gospel that's being broadcast every night. I'd like you to join us. Would you become a missionary to Cuba with us? Would you help support this unique gospel opportunity that knows no bounds, even in a pandemic? Would you send your gift of mission today that'll be matched dollar for dollar? A hundred dollars would become two hundred dollars, five hundred becomes a thousand, fifty dollars becomes a hundred. Would you call us now to keep the fires of evangelism burning with the greatest revival underway in the Western Hemisphere. And when you do call us, be sure and tell us that your gift is for the Cuba match. The number to call right now is 800-654-2836. 800-654-2836. Or even better, come watch the video that we've put up from our in-country team in Cuba and you can make your matching gift there. It's haventoday.org. Our web address is haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back and join Dan Warren and me tomorrow when again we'll be sharing together this great story of the gospel at work in Cuba and in our lives as well. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with God. This is David Wolin with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. In Cuba today, the average monthly salary is about 15 to 25 U.S. dollars. It's hard to imagine surviving on that, but an abundance of government subsidies allows most Cubans to pay all their monthly bills with $4. Wealth is relative, and so is generosity. When Jesus saw a very poor widow giving a tiny amount at the temple, the book of Mark says, Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, I tell you the truth, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. You know, more often than not, what you do with your wealth reflects the real treasures of your heart. So there's the question for today. Where is your treasure? Get Anchor Devotional delivered in print at getanchor.com.